This week's Parsha is Parsha's Truma, which along with next week's Parsha of Tetzaveh is all about the construction of the Mishkan. The Torah outlines the many kalim that were used and the measurements that go along with them. One of the key structural elements that's discussed in this week's Parsha was the Kurashim, the beams that were used to create the walls of the Mishkan. The Torah tells us in Parachavav, Pasuk Tezvav, V'asisa es ha-Kurashim la-Mishkan shitim omdim that we should make the beams for the Mishkan standing upright of acacia wood, atse shitim, cedar. Now seemingly, the language that's used in this Pasuk fits right in with all of the other elements of the Mishkan. Every time a new Kli is introduced, we have a similar intro, v'asisa, you should make, and then it tells us what to make. However, here, Rashi picks up on a subtlety in the Psukim. Says Rashi, haya lo lomar v'asisa krashim, it should have just said, make krashim, make beams, like it says by all other parts of the Mishkan. Mahu ha-karashim. There's a hey there, a hey ha The beams. What does it mean, the beams? Says Rashi. These were beams that were designated and set aside for this very specific purpose. Yaakov Avinu nata arazim b'mitrayim. Yaakov Avinu had planted these cedar trees in Mitrayim. And when he died, he commanded his sons to take them with them when they would eventually leave. He told them that in the future, Hashem is going to command them to build a Mishkan in the desert from, these, uh, from this wood. So he wanted them to be ready when that Sivoy came. And Chazal go on to explain even further that these Atzei Shittim, that Yaakov Avinu left his children, were actually originally planted by Avram Avinu. Yaakov Avinu took those saplings down to Mitzrayim when he moved at the end of his life, and he replanted them in Mitzrayim for future use in the Mishkan. And therefore, these were no ordinary Atzei Shittim, no ordinary cedar trees, which is why the Torah calls them Ha-Karashim, the beams, the beams that originated over 400 years prior in the garden of Avram Avinu. And this is really a beautiful way to show the connection that we had at this time in our history to our avos. The wood that had been passed down through the generations would now serve as the walls of our holiest structure of the Mishkan, which was designed to be a physical space to bring, bring Hashem's presence into the world. But we can't help but wonder, was that it? Was that the only significance of these Krushim? Were these beams merely sentimental for us? Just an old family heirloom that we could finally put to good use? We went through an awful lot of trouble to keep these beams with us throughout the years of slavery, bringing them with us into the Midbar. Was it all just to have a very familiar piece of wood in the Mishkan? Or was there something more to these beams than just the family connection? So I would like to suggest that in order to answer this question and further understand our deep connection to these Krushim, we have to go back to the beginning of the Parsha. Before we're given any of the specific elements of the Mishkan to build, Hashem tells us the purpose of such a building. Simply put, the Pasuk says, V'asuli mikdash v'shachanti besocham. Make for me a mikdash, a sanctuary, and I will dwell amongst you. The goal of the Mishkan was to create a physical space in order to bring Hashem into the world. Rav David Pavarsky, the previous Rosh Hashiva of Panovich, explains that the Torah purposely uses the word mikdash instead of mishkan to teach us a fundamental lesson about what we're trying to accomplish. When it comes to other structures, there are design plans that are drawn up. You know, you gather the materials that you need 
and then you start building it. And once it's built, it can start to serve its function or purpose. That's a building. A mikdash is something different. Whether we're talking about the mishkan or the beis hamikdash, these are not simply structures that were meant to design, hire an architect, and build once, and then just put them to use. A mikdash is something that must be continually built and rebuilt in order to ensure the kedusha, and that it remains a place where Hashem Shechina can dwell. It must be constantly rededicated by our devotion to what it represents to us. We're not talking about the mere construction of wood and bricks. A mikdash must be constantly monitored to make sure that it never loses its kedusha. This is why the Torah calls it a mikdash and not a mishkan in the first place. The mishkan was a one-time physical structure that we were building. A mikdash is transcendent. A mikdash is something different. It's what it is meant to represent, a sanctuary for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a place of kedusha. We see this idea again at the very end of Parshat Tzitzavah. Next week, after we're given all of the instructions of how to construct the Mishkan, Hashem tells us, okay, fine, finally, v'shachanti b'soch b'nei Yisrael, v'hayisam, lahem le'elohim, I will um, dwell amongst the people and I will be their God. V'yadu, and they will know, ki ani Hashem alokeichem, that I am Hashem their God. Asher otzezim osame eret Mitzrayim, that then, then they'll know that I am the God who took them out of Mitzrayim. And Rav Pavarsky points out, it's pretty strange. You know, all of the miracles from the beginning of Shemos, the Makos, Kriyas Yamsuf, Matan Torah, by those miracles, we don't see this idea of Viyadu Kiani Hashem Elokeichem, that they will know that I am Hashem their God. We've seen Vayaminu, they believed, but this idea of, of, of knowing Hashem, Viyadu Kiani Hashem, only now, once the Mishkan has been completed, that's when B'nai Israel will know that Hashem is their God. Explains Rav Pavarsky, the difference must be that the miracles were one-time occurrences, while the Mishkan was an ongoing dialogue between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's a continuous experience of Yediyas Hashem, of understanding Hashem. Not only was there a Kedusha when it was first built, but it was meant to maintain that level of Kedusha, that level of holiness, through the people's dedication and service in it. And we also see this idea brought out at the end of, of this same Pasuk that we've been talking about. V'asuli mikdash, v'shachanti besocham. The Pasuk ends with the phrase, v'shachanti besocham, I will dwell amongst you. The truth is, it really should have said, v'shachanti besocho, I will dwell in it. You make a mikdash, I'll be in it. Says Hashem, you make a mikdash, and I will dwell amongst you. The Al-Sheikh HaKadosh very famously explains that Hashem is telling us that if we properly construct a mikdash and we keep this ongoing dialogue, this ongoing connection with him, then he will dwell in each and every one of us. When we are able to look at the Mishkan as a means to personally connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when we understand that the purpose of the Mikdash is to know Hashem and continue building a relationship with him, when we see the Mikdash not as a one-time build, but rather as something that we must constantly build every single day, a space that we must make for Hashem in our lives, then Hashem is v'shachanti besocham. Then Hashem will dwell in each and every one of us. And I think this is precisely why the Krushim of Yaakov Avinu were necessary. Why he felt the need to lug them down to Mitzrayim in the first place, and why we took them out with us when we left Mitzrayim. In order to fully understand what purpose the Mishkan was meant to serve, we had to be able to see beyond the physical structure. 
These Krushim were not beams or walls to us. These were Avram Avinu's Krushim. Yaakov's beams that he transported with him from Canaan to Mitzrayim. These beams carry the chesed of Avram Avinu, the glory of Yaakov. They're imbued with Kedusha of those who came before us. And it's that same level of Kedusha that we would need to invoke every single day when constructing and reconstructing that Mikdash. Every day when we create the space for Hashem in our lives, the Krushim were one of the many elements of the Mishkan that were alive for the Jewish people. How could we possibly just view this as a physical structure when we think about what went into constructing it in the first place? And just as this is true for the Mishkan, so too it's true in our daily lives. Our job is to build a Mikdash every day, to create a space for HaKadosh Baruch Hu in our lives with the constant goal of Yadu Kiani Hashem Elokeichem, of knowing that Hashem is our God. And the way that we do this is by understanding where does our Mikdash come from? What's the starting point? Our Avos carried the beams, their Midos, their actions, the values that they represented. These are what we use to build our own personal Mikdash. Mir Tashem, may we all be Zocha in fulfilling the Tzivoy of Ve'asuli Mikdash Ve'shachanti Besocham to recognize our individual role in constructing the Mishkan so that Hashem may dwell amongst us. May we recognize all of the time and energy from our avos that went into our ability to create space for Hashem in our lives. And may we use Torah and mitzvot as a means of accomplishing the yadu ki ani Hashem as we strive to become the best versions of ourselves. Good Shabbos.